I'll say, bless the Lord. If you'll say, oh, my soul, bless the Lord. Bless his holy name. Uh, Hi, Kairos. I'm Chris. I'm the pastor here. Uh, If you're new with us, relax. Welcome. So so glad you decided to join us. Um, We want to be the kind of place that engages the whole person with the whole gospel of Jesus Christ anywhere, anytime, with anybody. Um, And one of the ways that we do that, uh, about once every four weeks or once a month, we do a service called Eucharist. Now, um, if you've been with us before, I'll just remind you, if you're new with us, what is Eucharist, why do we do it, and how are you guys going to take it? Okay, what is Eucharist? It's a Greek word that simply means thanksgiving um, or grace, and so we're just so thankful that as the children of God and the people of God, he's given us a tangible reminder to experience his power and his presence. It's Lord's Supper or communion. I just like how holy the word Eucharist sounds, so we use it as much as possible. Feel free to use it in conversation tomorrow when someone asks you what you did last night. Just say Eucharist and let them look confused. Um, Why do we do Eucharist? We do it to remember, to repent, and to renew. We want to remember who God is and who he says we are. I don't know about you because I too easily forget. I've forgotten several times this week already, and it's only Tuesday. We do it to repent. We do it to come and say, hey, I want to change the way that I'm thinking about God and my life and turn my eyes to Jesus and fix my eyes on the author and perfecter of my faith. We come to it and realize that because of God's sacrificial, steadfast, unfailing love, that because he says that I am free and forgiven, therefore I can confess, I can freely acknowledge all the ways that I've fallen short of the glory of God already this week in my attitude and in my actions. We're getting an opportunity to confess together, and it's such a sweet part of part of the process before we come to the table. And it's also a chance, um, I love some of the old ancient baptismal liturgies where um, they used to fast and stay up all night in prayer and then on Easter morning they would be baptized at sunrise and some of the sacred vows that they would say before they were baptized was a strong no to sin and Satan. It would renounce darkness and who they used to be and they would say yes to the power and promise of Jesus. And so we do this also to renew, to renew our covenant vows with Jesus. Um, If you've heard me talk about this before, uh, when Jesus is reinstituting the Passover feast with his disciples into Eucharist or Lord's Supper or communion, he breaks away from the normal liturgy that the Jewish man would lead through it. And he starts saying things that echo covenant or marriage language. In a sense, he's using proposal language. He's betrothing the church to himself. And he's, in a sense, saying, I do, will you? And so we come forward again to renew our vows. And I love it because every single one of you tonight is going to be given the opportunity to stand up and come forward and lock eyes. And we're going to say to you, the body of Christ or the bread of heaven and then the cup of salvation or the blood of Christ. You're going to take the wafer, dip it in the cup, and every time that you receive it, we'll put it on the screen so that you can be reminded of it. You will respond back to us. I will love and be loved. Why? Because I think it's a perfect summary 
of the great commandment and the great commission. I will love the Lord the God, my God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I will love my neighbor, comma, enemies. See last week, if you don't know why I said that, as myself. And I will follow you, Jesus. And because I love you, I'll go into every nation, every tribe, and every tongue. And I will baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I'll make disciples that make disciples by teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. We come forward to renew our promises and our vows and our dedication to Jesus. Another reason we're gonna do that too is because technically you all come to the altar and then I can tell everybody on staff tomorrow that I had 700 gospel responses. 700 people came forward. They'd be like, oh my gosh, wow, Chris. I'm just, well, kind of kidding. I don't know if there's 700 people in here. Um, so we remember, we repent, and we renew. And that's one of the reasons. I, I want us to have a constant reminder. This is the core of our faith. So I'm not the sermon tonight. The sacraments are the sermon. And obedience is not optional tonight. Uh, you actually have to come and confront the body and blood of Jesus. And you have to receive it. And you have to ingest it. And you have to let it nourish you. And I think that's just absolutely wonderful. Um, that can be difficult for a lot of us. Um, I don't know about you or what religious background or non-religious background you grew up in, but anything that we do consistently can disintegrate into mere mindless ritual. And then what further complicates things, what happens when I'm coming to take part of a ritual and I'm not really sure my righteousness can back up what it is that I'm promising to do? I don't know if anybody feels that way when they come to the table that you're just not really sure. I'll say I will love and be loved, but I don't know how much weight there really is to my words. You guys know this, right? We live in a broken world. People have broken their promises. We have broken systems around the world of oppression, injustice, slavery, and poverty. And worst of all, we're a part of it sometimes. Our words are broken, and the way that we interact with God and each other is often broken. When we come together, sometimes, and we say those words out loud, our promises seem kind of bland and powerless. So where do we come with the confidence and the full assurance that the grace of Jesus Christ promises us to be able to say those things? How can we say yes, or yes mean yes, and we say no, or no mean no? Well, that's exactly what Jesus is talking about tonight in our passage. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 5. And we'll be in verse 33. We're in the middle of a series called Five, Five Memorable Teachings of Jesus We'd Rather Forget. Um, and tonight is just an incredibly straightforward and simple teaching about the fact as followers of Christ, our yes needs to be yes and our no needs to be no. I'll pray for us as we're turning there. Holy Spirit, would you give us eyes to see and ears to hear? Jesus, would you go before us in this text and at this table and make a way? And together we say, speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Amen. Matthew chapter 5, and we'll start in verse 33. You have also heard that our ancestors were told, you must not break your vows. You must carry out the vows that you make to the Lord. 
But I say, do not make any vows. Do not say, by heaven, because heaven is God's throne. And do not say, by the earth, because the earth is his footstool. And do not say, by Jerusalem. Got to cross that off my list. For Jerusalem is the city of the great king. Do not even say, by my head, for you can't turn one hair white or black. Just say a simple, yes, I will, or no, I won't. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. I'll say the word of the Lord if you'll say thanks be to God. The word of the Lord. Once again, Jesus at his ornery best. Uh, If I was trying to contextualize this for us, it would be something like cross my heart, hope to die, stick a needle in my eye. Or when you have to say something, you're backing up. I swear to God, okay? We're not allowed to say that. Um, What else? I swear on a stack of Bibles. I swear on a stack of Bibles on top of my mother's grave in front of God as my witness. I promise, right? I catch myself doing this too. It's, it's, it's downright disconcerting. Uh, uh, I have friends that do this and I pick up on their language. You're in the middle of a conversation. You're like, hey, look, man, to tell you the truth, which means what? Hey, we've just been lying to each other. <laughs> That's going to give you a sharp turn signal, okay? Or, hey, honestly, man. Oh, great, good, because we've been dishonest up until this point. All right, and here's the worst thing that even I'm guilty of that if I can eradicate it from my vocabulary through electronic stock shock simulation, maybe I need some more of that to get my language centers going great tonight, is I'll be in the middle of preaching and then I'm ready to tell an illustration that's happened to me and I say this, true story. <laughs> really? Thanks, lying preacher. That's all we need of is more in the world. Lying preachers, making up stories about themselves to make them look better. (laughs) Um, I love the quote um, by one author when he says this, when someone says they're going to make a promise to me, the best thing that I can do is pick up a big broom to sweep up all the pieces that are going to be broken. I thought that was profound because I think a lot of us have experienced broken promises and made broken promises. We're the byproduct of broken promises, and then before long we realize we just think integrity is optional. But the author goes on to say this, and I thought this was remarkable. Maybe I've got to be sufficiently broken by life's many broken promises to be sufficiently compelled to seek out God's unbreakable promises. If you're in the midst of some unbroken promises... If you've made broken promises tonight, I got an invitation for you. Put down that broom and find a bucket and come to the table tonight. Because the weight of the glory of God, the worthiness of Jesus, and the wonder of his unfailing love is waiting to fill you up. If it's true that the worth of our words is in the weight of our actions... And how about we act together tonight? How about we stand together? How about we come forward together? How about we say together, I will love and I will be loved. How about we remember together, repent together, and renew together? And then maybe when we walk out of this place, our yes will be yes and our no will be no. Amen?